Hi everyone, it's Leanne Antoine right here on Chewing It Over. Uh, I'm your guest host every second Tuesday of the month and I try my best to keep it as, uh, I was going to say, as fruity and as sexy as I can each show because I want you to keep coming back and I want you to keep listening. Um, today's guest, I don't know, it's either going to surprise you, really annoy you, or you're going to really, really love it. I don't know which way it's going to go, but we will see in just a moment. It's as if you haven't picked up from the title already. But I'm bringing Jack onto the show. And, and before I bring Jack onto the show, I'm firstly going to tell you why I am bringing Jack onto the show. Okay? So in, in October, I, I had a, a bereavement. And I had a bereavement of somebody who was very, very dear to me, who has supported my physio journey like when I was 18 and I hadn't even decided to, to study and, and qualify to be a physio. And I said to somebody today um, that I felt like this person saw my goodness and I'm going to say my greatness before I even knew myself and probably, you know, even know myself, you know, the way I probably should do because I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for that. But then on top of that, I was not very well. And that made me also ask lots of questions about myself in the work that I do and how I do that work. And so exploring for my, my usual guests in the way I do my research and my homework was a little bit hampered by some of those things as I dealt with them as a human. And I thought I would bring Jack on so we could talk about that in part, talk about that ex human experience of being therapists who look after people every day, um, who at times I think think that we are like perfectly human, but then also the people that surround us as clinicians, as our colleagues, who may also think the same, you know, lots of us are going into work with, with issues, with stuff that impacts our everyday life. And we have to put a brave face on it all the time. And I want to encourage you to comment to as much as possible on all the streams that this is live. Um, and where possible, I will get back to people. And if you're not comfortable doing that because Jack and I then hit onto some sensitive issues, then that's fine. You're more than welcome to um, email me, Leanne, L-E-A-N-N-E, -N -E, at distinctphysiotherapy.com. And I'm sure Jack won't mind you emailing him either. Um, I can't imagine how full Jack's inbox is on the most part, but um, I'm going to share that responsibility with him, and I'm saying it on here so you can. You're more than welcome to hold me accountable to that. So, without further ado, I will be bringing um, Jack through. Like I said, as much engagement uh, and as much loving uh, as you can share us, please do. <laughs> Hi, mate. Hi, Jack. Jack's in the car, everyone. By the way, so he is giving me his time. Yeah, whilst he's quite busy himself and I, I appreciate that so I also appreciate him coming onto the show um and maybe I think so, I believe Jack that some things happen just the way that they should do <laughs> yeah I think I think so I think this is good I love that we're able to do this this is cool sorry that I'm in the car but I'm just picking the kids up from nursery that's one of the reasons that uh, kindly Leanne and others guest host on Tuesday afternoons but uh, it's pretty cool pretty cool to be on this show you didn't leave me any snacks in the waiting room or anything. That's the I thing. Didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> you know, I wanted to talk about, um, like, even just the role that you play within um, the physiotherapy matters and carrying quite a lot of, you know, the responsibility. And I'm not saying that this isn't responsibility that you have, haven't been happy to take on, but just people seeing that, you know, if you make a mistake or say something that isn't right, 
or you're having a difficult time yourself, how does this how does this impact you? You know what you're doing, how you then coordinate and correspond with the team, how you communicate with us as your audience. Can we explore a little bit of that? Yeah, I, th- I think that's yeah, that's a really good point. I think what you were saying in your intro about how uh, we are, of course, humans too, suffering with all the challenges that you know that the the public that seek our help are suffering with often uh, from including you know be that pain and injury through to, to to mental health challenges bereavements or they're just distractions and just being in a situation where sometimes you're just not at your best there's nothing you can put your finger on but you're not you're not able always at your perfect a game and it's a shame you know in many ways but you're not and so to be more specific on my my position i um, I think that, you know, you, you, you do end up, it's been very emergent, I guess, is the best way of putting it, right? I didn't, I didn't start talking on the internet to an audience. You just start interacting with people on the internet and particularly with when I got into it, 2013, 2014, you don't burst on the scene necessarily um, because you, because it, it sort of turns up with regards to the numbers sort of go up over the years. And so you then end up developing and growing within that responsibility because you notice that your words matter. Um, The way that you phrase your questions, the way that you're coming across to your guests in the first instance with your team, that when you're trying to build that so that then it be, you know, very quickly I was trying to make sure it uncoupled from from me and, and, and my ego, you know, making sure that I got the right people around me that could sense check things fairly early. And then you've got the wider audience. How are you interacting with them on social media? And so, but, but so the fact that that's happened gradually helped. But then there is this wider point about the fact that sometimes you misspeak, sometimes you just get things wrong, sometimes you're inaccurate, and sometimes you end up being a hypocrite, either coming across as such or you end up being like, you, you know, we're all we're all sloshed around by emotions on a, on a regular basis. Right. And so we're in this spot where I've put me and the team in a place where we're sometimes seen as the sort of rationalists, the calm heads, the organizers, the ones that need to just make things happen. Um, and it, it, sometimes you are then we've become a well-oiled machine. That's that word machine, right? You become across, hopefully we've still got a good humanity dose that comes with that that yeah. stops us being robotic but I think people sometimes expect that and so I, I do face that challenge on a regular basis I think that I've been knowing when to apologize knowing when to sort of rec- help people recognize that of course you know mistakes happen but it's how you deal with them and how you manage them and, and, and being respectful of it and above all else being authentic you know I've, I've been very fortunate to not be different in person to a, you know, my online character you know there are people that have been you know there is a real marked difference there and, and I'm not that guy I'm, I'm I always assure people I'm just as much of an arsehole in person so it's <laughs> at least I'm consistent um but it, but it is it is hard and you learn to bite your tongue and you learn to make sure you don't send that message um and you don't say those things and 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 you know it's it, that's a learning curve over time eight nine years now or whatever it is that helps you know time passing but you've hit on something really powerful, which is that as soon as it, as soon as anyone fails to recognize the fellow humanity, whoever it is they're engaging with in, in whatever context, things aren't going to go well, right? Things are going to continue yeah. to break down. And so we've got to, we've got to make sure we're better at giving each other the, the space and the, and the time 
to be ourselves and to recognize that by being ourselves, we're going to make mistakes. And it can't be that, that that's, um, that there's no, there's no second chances or there's no way that you can reword something to make it better or that you're not going to give someone the benefit of the doubt that they might not be on their A game in whatever circumstance. You know, you've just got to, got to try and give each other some leeway. Like, what else is that? You know, this is complex. Yeah. The world is weird, isn't it? So give each other some, some leeway. I think that um, you mentioned something quite early on about, you know, you didn't just burst onto the scene and it, it's it's very gradual. Now, I'm, and I say this pretty much every show, I think, I talk about the fact that I'm really interested, really intrigued by human behaviours. Yeah. And then I follow certain people who are into that or who will talk about that. So, and in terms of human behaviours, we might be talking about John Amici, I might be talking about Oprah Winfrey, I might be talking about Paul Carrick Brunson. And my nature is, hi, Catherine, thank you for joining the show. My nature is that when I'm interested in someone or something, I want to go right in. I get to the point sometimes I'm so obsessed, I want to know their height, I want to know if they're married, I want to know if they've got kids. Like This is this is my nature, yeah? Sure. I'm not, I'm not frightened to admit that, yeah? <laughs> Yeah. But also then with that, I want to see how authentic I feel like they are on my yeah. own judgment, right? Mm. And I know, especially working privately, when patients come to me and I say, and I don't know them, and I say, oh, how did you find out about me? Oh, they looked me up on, on Google. They read the reviews. I seemed like I was relatable. I seemed like I was going to be kind, yeah. genuine, or somebody said that I listened and those people are making a judgment call to come to see me in clinic based on the profile that is out there on me on social media. Like, that's true. So, no, we don't burst onto the scene. It is gradual. But if somebody hasn't followed you since 2013 and finds you now, you've already burst onto the scene. You already have an image. And that can be mm. really difficult to change or influence or impact because the person's come on your journey when you're already out there you know yeah. uh he's an arsehole is he still an arsehole is it every time they look at the show or do they go away and sort of look and think oh well he's posting up his twins and oh look there's the missus and oh there's a bit of there's a bit of family orientation there you know because i think also the way that we post ourselves also has to be a little bit strategic most of us know that stuff's not coming down off the internet like ever I see certain pictures of myself on the internet from, you know, five, six years ago. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> any chance we can get that down? <laughs> you know? So, no, we don't burst onto the scene. But for some people, by the time they see you, you have burst onto their scene. And it's not gradual to them because now they've got lots of content to go back and, and look at. And this includes both our physiotherapy colleagues. It includes our patients, it includes other people who might want to network and do business with us or, or communicate with us in the future. And I, I think that some of what's happened, particularly in the pandemic, is we now have the opportunity to be, I'm going to say, more human. So I haven't graced my Feel Good Friday on my Distinct Physio page for several weeks now because I haven't felt good on a Friday. Like when I'm doing it, yeah, I feel yeah. good, you know, and I can't yeah, yeah. be unauthentic about that. But then and I, and I also say this as well, when people see me out there doing, hey, this is Leanne from Distinct and I've got my little dance and I'm going on, you don't meet me and I'm doing that. You, most people meet me, number one, they tell me they didn't think I was as tall as I, as I am. 
And number two, like you're actually really quite serious in person. And I'm like, oh, am I? <laughs> it's just, it's who you are in front of the camera. And yes, you try not to make that too different, but I'm also aware that most of us are dealing with the same stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. For example, people will still say TGIF, like, thank God it's Friday. You know, sure. on Monday, although we'll try and say, like, oh, Monday's about Monday motivation and we're walking into the week like this, there are still some people that feel like they are crawling into Monday like this, you know? Mm, yeah. so we've tried to change some of the, the narratives, but we know that people are dealing with the same stuff. So as a result of that, if I bring you myself, joyful, happy, exposed, you know, authentic, loving, caring, and inspiring, I know that I'm immediately picking up the world of some people who feel like their world is crap on that day. And, yeah. and to me, in my purpose on this planet, I think that that is important, you know? I don't know if that is met in the same way by some of our colleagues or by, by some of the patients that we treat in terms of, we have, I think, a very demanding society. People want things now. If I email you today, I don't want a response in 24 hours. I don't want it in, sorry, I don't want it in 48. I want it, I want it now. I just emailed you. Did you not get that? You know, and I think that some of that behavior has to change. I think that as someone who's felt like they've waited for change in a lot of aspects of our physiotherapy world, in our world in general, we know that these things, these changes do not happen quickly, not with anything. The red tape, for example, that is on the NHS, for example, you know, we want, if I want to make a change within my business today, I can make that change today. If you want to make a change within your business today, you can make that change within your business today. But we both know, if I want to make that change today, I still have a form of process I need to go through to make that change. If I'm going to yeah. use a new software, there's a cost to that. Have yeah. I found out about the contract for the, for the last software I was using? Has that ended before I bring in something? new i don't want to double spend so whether it's cost that's then impacting how i make that change or the fact that everyone on my team doesn't agree with it i know that things take time you know mm. so yeah you know i think i just said there's so there's so much there and all of it i agree with i think that what you've hit on towards the end there about how the varying energies that people bring to any communication or to any project or any to any relationship um, and the way that that sometimes contrasts with what their baseline might be, right? So someone feeling nervous and anxious when they come to see us that might be quite a far cry from if you bumped into them in the pub, you know? Yeah. Um, I've had you know colleagues of mine that have been in the dating pool that have then ended up coincidentally going on a date with a patient you know, in, in, in different times and stuff like that and just realising the contrast in first take because of the context really mattered and the context then changed their behaviours. But at the heart of it is that if, you, if, if, if we're all going about things in such a naive way as to not recognise that, you know, recognise the fact that we're all... It's not, that, it's not that, that one thing is performative and one thing is authentic, right? It's like there's there's a complex way in which we all exist. We're all going to behave in different ways in different circumstances and with different people to some extent. 
we, it's when people are completely false, where they're clearly sort of, there, there is an, an, an overt act that is in deception of their actual personhood, right? That's where we get frustrated. But as a general rule, as therapists, we end up having to be performers and put a smiling face on and stuff. And so yeah. sometimes we are taken for granted for that. Another point that you made, with, which I think links to it, is how demanding we are as a society and demanding of each other, especially when then seeking help and expertise from others. And it's a weird one, is that? Because I've always felt it since I've been qualified. I've always been surprised at expectations. You know, I've always felt that there was a difference there. And I've reflected on it a lot with regards to my background and upbringing and stuff as to why were the patients that I was seeing having more expectation of me in that moment in time than I felt like I'd ever had of any professional that I might have seen having had plenty of injuries or medical needs yeah so I just couldn't really work that out and I've got this one for another show but I think that culturally that's me saying that all the time right throughout my career 10 plus years but I think then since then the fact that you can then get on my phone and order something um that, mm. that I might have seen on Amazon and it had arrived later today I mean, weirdly, that's the thing with Amazon around us. It's like the, the, the warehouse is around the corner. So you're literally like matter of hours. But it's just that the on-demand immediacy, I think he's just feeding us. And that's just fueling that expectation that ends up out of whack. But then also that's just sort of sense of entitlement that sometimes people think about what they've paid for. And that applies uh, both privately yeah. and in the NHS is that, you know, um, you know if, I, if I'm willing to pay three times as much as, much as that guy, can I jump him in the queue? Or... I've paid cumulative, cumulatively into this health system that all I'm asking for in this moment in time is X. And, you know, and, and, and sometimes I think that that expectation management as a society, we're getting wrong because sometimes I think we are hyper demanded. And then other times I think we actually, we've got fairly low expectations that don't necessarily get met by people that, that perceive us in, in a certain way or, or they're having their own issues or the systemic problems within the system that's being worked on that as a punter you're not going to know you're not going to know just yeah. how dysfunctional things are you don't know how stressed out that person is and so it could be something as simple you don't know how bad someone's work conditions are you just go and try and buy some chewing gum off them at a shop uh, a shop counter and they bite your head off about something you've no idea what came before and so our default needs to be and i mean i've been called out on this before but even on this show you know people like uh, joe joe turner rightly not wanting us to aspire to some sort of narrow form of like stoicism but i think we just need to find a way to temper some of those emotions and and to make sure we give each other the benefit of the doubt and that transcends everything we do i just think that that's a, a philosophy of it and so final point which goes to the start of what you just said about how we're coming across is I think that that is a really interesting point that I've, I've grown up a bit, at least professionally on the internet. You know, it's not, it's yeah. not irrelevant, right? The last 10 years of my life, eight of them as a semi-public person granted in a small pool here, I'm not, yeah. I'm not accelerating my celebrity all of a sudden. I'm just meaning like I broadcast, yeah. a, I broadcast to thousands of people yeah. on, a, on a daily basis now, a weekly basis. And have done well for for a good while. I'm I'm 32. Yeah. Right? So the t me between 24 and 32 have I changed? Of course I have. How mental would it be if I didn't? 
how mental would it be if if being uh, dad of twins born the month before a pandemic loomed? How yeah. would that not have changed me? How would now managing a, a larger staff base not change me? Of course you change, you mature. I'm not always saying it's for the better either, but it's just that that is something and how we present ourselves that when you're right, you burst onto someone's scene and the fact that they can then pour over the record that has come before it. I'm quite pleased. I don't think I've got massive skeletons in my closet. But occasionally I'm judged on an opinion I held. I get a, twi- a, yeah. a tweet quoted at me from 2016. I'm like, yeah. well, I don't disagree. I, I, I disagree with that. Oh, so you're contradicting yourself. No, it's five years ago. Yeah, yeah. I've moved on <laughs> from that opinion. It wasn't even that spicy an opinion, by the way. Sometimes it's like people think there's some sort of gotcha they're pitching back at me. But, you know, generally speaking, we're going to have the knowledge to, to say, I'm not going to triple down on that opinion just because I held it back then and you've proven, you've shown it to me. Like, I'll take the time to just have the poise to sort of offer a different reflection. And I think that that is something that you've, you know, admittedly for me, it's a big part of my work. So I'm kind of trained to do it. But I always think that people that are just interacting ad hoc now and again on the internet, God, God's got to give give people leeway, aren't you? Like, I know how much I struggle with that and it's my job. (laughs) I I, I mean, you know, so much of this, (laughs) I feel like from... You know, when I did that video in in the group um, that is hosted by Gemma Oliver, the, ther- the physio and therapist support group, yeah. I bursted onto some people's scene, like, yeah, you know, in a way that um, was like, you know, I didn't realize, I guess, at, at the time, the impact that that video would have on some people, you know, yeah. and I, what, you know, when I had a response that I probably wasn't ready for in terms of people you know, sliding into my DMs, whether it was LinkedIn, whether it was Twitter, whether it was Facebook, whatever. But what I, you know, on reflection, you know, now, obviously that's, you know, a year and a bit down the line. What I've really reflected on is I've been working hard for the last 20 years, you know, and that's, and, and silently, you know, and that graft has been, you know, I say, say silent, almost so silent that, like people didn't know, a lot of people didn't know me before that video, <laughs> you know, and if they knew me, I'd done a little talk with you. So I kind of came up and talked about one topic. I mean, even that topic, in t- it was uh, the private medical insurance. Yeah, yeah. It will have grasped a, a, a very small window of the people that you talk to every day, because for some people they're in the NHS and it, it doesn't apply to them. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I would only say to you now, maybe four or five years down the line, has that stuff really had traction? Like, really, there's been movement and conversation. So that has taken time. All the other stuff I've done in terms of my Feel Good Fridays on my social media, um, me right, you know, contributing for the CSP as a spokesperson, those things are, are, have been quite quiet, you know? But then when you look at this, this progression, and like, you know, you're saying from 24 to 32, I'm saying from <laughs> that, that the graft has been pretty, pretty tough. You know, I've had to put in a lot of work. I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I get now, but I know that it's because of the graft that I've put in over that time. Mm. And I think that there has to be a balance in terms of number one, how you reflect and see yourself as an individual in a position I'm not even going to say a position of power, just a position, you know, whether that's influential or or not. 
And then how you take care of yourself when you're in that position. I have, yeah. I have known particularly, not just because of the pandemic, but even before that, that it's been incredibly important for me to have people that surround me that I can pick up the phone and call if I need to have a conversation. You know, right down to me thinking about applying to become council member, you know, right down to us having the conversation about me doing this show, you know, every second Tuesday of the month, you know, mm -hmm. right down to me then taking on my the clinic and, and the demands that would come with that. And if you don't have that network of solid people that surround you, you can make certain decisions that ultimately will break you and that you will almost find you find very, very difficult to come back from, you know. So I think some of this for me, as we talk about it, has also got me thinking about those comments that people will tweet that think are almost throwaway, but can cannot like really destroy someone's day, week, month, you know, but also the interactions that we're having with each other as we help to grow and develop this profession, you know. Yeah. Because that's the thing, it's giving people just like, what, what is the alternative if we don't give each other the benefit of the doubt? And that goes on both sides of it. Like, think before, think before you say it, but then also think before you respond to it, right? He who barked first is not the debate, right? You know, it's like someone's got to be the adult in the room, and especially with interprofessional stuff. It's just like, just take the pace off it. Like someone's got to take the pace off it. I'm not saying it's always, if you, if you notice you're always the person doing it and there's always someone that should be provocative and antagonistic, then you need to get cut them out. You would do in, the, in your day-to-day -day life. In your day-to-day -day life. tolerate that. Yeah. If, if every, every time I pulled up here, I pulled up here, haven't I? And I'm, I'm here at nursery. If every time I was here, someone parked too close to that door and just beat their own at me, Right, You're just antagonizing for some strange reason. There's no way you would stand for it. You'd find a way yeah. through that. You would get them out of your life. You'd do, you'd do whatever you could. It's just a weird thing that you've got a balance of things. It doesn't mean that they haven't got some serious self improving to do. But there's also ways in which you've come, you've come to. We've got to come to understand that balance of like what is the leeway. If it happened once, that'd be you know something that you'd you'd, you'd think right. If I kicked off, if that happened once then that would be strange. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be right for me. But I mean, no. the third time, that's less on me. You know, it's just like that, that's the same thing online. And I think that, that we, we just need to, we need, to, we need to definitely aspire to that, to make progress. To speak to what you were saying about the sort of hard yards of the, the work being done, right, is that you and I, one of the things we have in, in common is, is a really quite unique sense of ambition that just speaks to our individual purposes, right? That we're just, yeah. we, we really feel like, you know, you, you, you put it better than I do about, you know, what am I here to do? What am I, what am I going to try to achieve? What am I going to try and move the needle on and, and just make some progress on and, and therefore sleep well at night knowing I'm doing all I can, right? And, and a version of that, I mean, interestingly, with me and you have spoken about the fact that a lot of that is so well aligned. But even if it wasn't, it's still the purpose is not dissimilar, right? Even if, even if uh, you were doing the same thing in a diff totally different field. Some people are still struggling with that. Some people aren't really, yeah. some people feel like they are a, a sort of a, a ship without a rudder bobbing around in a wild ocean. They've not really found what it is that they're trying to look for. They've not found their purpose yet. We need to not be, we need to be uh, understanding of the fact that people are on a different path, including those that don't know where they are on said meandering path and they keep turning back around. And I've been, I'm, I'm a bit agnostic necessarily as to whether everyone needs to sort of do the sort of soul searching that will get them where you and I are in terms of what we're trying to achieve. And, and certainly if they did the soul searching, not many people would conclude that they wanted to do and put themselves through what you and I do. Um, and we, we therefore need to give them leeway. 
However, this is the thing that I suppose I, I, you've got to stop me if I'm not speaking for both of us here, but I suspect I would be, is that people in all walks of life also need to give us the leeway and the, and the benefit of the doubt and the fact that this is fairly well thought out and that whilst we, and we will definitely put words back in his mouths if we're clumsy, but it's no good for anyone, including the causes that, that we represent, for us to not be able to speak our minds and to yeah. then be able to, to, to say something that then we retract parts of latterly. Right? If we're overcautious, if we're treating everyone with kid gloves, we're not going to be able to spit out what we do. Um, and, and everyone knows that there's a uniqueness that comes from the likes of man in your um, style. And so yeah, really. it needs to go both ways. You know, it's not as if we're wow. saying, let's turn everyone into broadcasting extroverts. But equally similarly, for those that those that want to take us down a peg or two, you've got to give us the freedom to recognise that we're, we're not suggesting that. We're not suggesting we're a blueprint for anything. But we're also saying that there's probably a, there's a role for us too. And that really that, that freedom to get, get everyone doing what they do closest to what they're best at is probably the move. And it, it speaks funnily enough to what we've both been experiencing recently in the sort of medical system is this like there's got to be there's got to be room for difference there um, yeah. and we've still got to expect competence and, and I think that that's one of the things that that seems to be central to to all of the messages I do need to go and pick the kids up I can't believe yes, the time and we are out thanks time. mate appreciate it thanks for having me as thank well I'm morning. having me on my own show it's hilarious yes. <laughs> fun in the guest room um so We'll speak again soon, mate. We will, Maybe we we'll flip this. Maybe we'll get you on the blue show. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we will. Take care. Take care, mate. All the... I think there are so many um, valuable points that have been raised in the podcast today. And I want people to know that um, when you bring yourself to the forefront of, of any situation, whether that's at work, whether that's within your industry, whether that's in and amongst your family, your friends, when you when you make those actions, they're usually quite courageous and they do usually put you outside of your comfort zone to, to do them. And I would challenge people who are always challenging other people to just think about your own actions and where you've placed yourself in certain decision-making processes. Did you come in at the beginning and hear about everything from the start or did you come in at the end and throw your tuppence in and then sort of walk away? We are in a world where we need to take better care of one another. And I'm gonna say it time and time again on this show because this is where I've got some visibility. It's where people can also reach me. And it's also where I think that the audience that's listening want to make some change within our profession. And if we can just influence just our corner of this earth, of this planet, I feel like we're doing a very, very good job. I am the lovely Leanne. I call myself the Oprah Winfrey of healthcare. I hope that you are looking after yourself this week, this month, and intend to for the coming months as we wrap up towards the rest of this year. If you haven't asked that close friend of yours how they are today, be sure to do so. Look after yourselves, and I will see you in four weeks' time with another special, special guest. Take care.